Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everybody. This is the Translation Confessional Podcast. What are certified translations all about? Last episode, we talked about the process of becoming a sworn translator in Brazil and Guatemala and compared it to the concept of certified translations, since the role of a sworn translator does not exist in the United States. Considering that, this seems to be a good opportunity to go into more detail about what it means to certify a translation go over a few misconceptions, and share some tips on how to provide a good service to direct clients who have a very concrete need for translation services. First of all, let's clarify the differences between a certified translator and a certified translation. A certified translator is someone who has passed an exam organized by a professional association, such as the American Translators Association, ATA the National Accreditation Authority for Translators and Interpreters, NAATI, in Australia, the Chartered Institute of Linguists, CIOL, in the UK, or the Brazilian Translators Association, Abrachis, to name a few. Once a translator becomes certified, a few things can happen. They receive a certificate from the certifying organization. They are added to the professional directory kept by said organization, where they can be easily found by clients seeking translators with this status. They may add a suffix to their name to indicate their status, similar to what people do when they earn their PhD. This practice may vary, according to the rules dictated by the certifying organization. The ATA recommends that certified translators add the initial CT to the end of their name. They may also receive an electronic stamp that indicates their status and usually lists their certified language pair and certification number. This electronic stamp may be added to the translated documents and to a letter that can be attached to the translation. More on that later. All in all, the process to become a certified translator will depend on the professional association that organizes exam sittings and grants you the status once you pass their exam. This is completely different from earning a professional certificate or a bachelor's or master's degree in translation studies. Both the academic and the certification routes have their merits and are tough in different ways, so you should reflect on the option that is best for you and choose it wisely. Having said that, a certified translation can be provided by any individual, regardless of their certification status as a translator. Yes, you heard it right. You don't need to be a certified translator to provide a certified translation in the United States. Here's why. 
The process of certifying a translation is nothing more, nothing less than notarizing a document. There's a catch, though. Depending on how the translated documents will be used, only certified translators will be able to provide the service and have their statement notarized by a notary public. If you translate personal or school records for a client to submit their documentation to a university, for example, a simple notarization will suffice to certify your translation. However, if your client will submit documentation to the courts or use the translation for immigration purposes, they will most likely need someone who has the certified translation status as required by the courts or immigration authorities. Going back to the notarization process, if you have translated something from English into a foreign language and produced those documents to a U.S. notary, odds are they will not be able to read it. And that's totally fine. Notaries are not supposed to confirm that your translation is correct. They are not copy editors or proofreaders. What they do is verify your identity and witness the fact that you are signing the document. Here are the steps you would have to follow as a translator who certifies your translation. Appear before a notary public. Show some form of ID, which is usually your driver's license. Show the documents you wish to notarize. You may raise your right hand and confirm that the contents of said documents are true, to the best of your ability and knowledge. Sign a statement in front of the notary public, who also signs and stamps said statement. If you only bring the documents you translated, the notary will use a standard form that is provided to them by the county that granted their notary commission. The notary then writes down some information, such as your name, the form of identification you provided, the purpose of that notarial act, and the date. However, you can also bring your own letter, as we mentioned earlier. This letter is known by many names, Certificate of Translation, Translator's Statement, Translator's Affidavit, etc. You can create one yourself, or use the one provided by your client in case you're working with a translation agency that already has a template ready to go. In any case, this letter must also include the same wording required by the county and provided in their official notarization form. Otherwise, the notary won't be able to sign and stamp your letter and, instead, will have to use that standard sheet they are given by the county and attach it to your letter and the translated documents. Once this process is done, there is one last step. You must also sign the notary's official book, where they enter the same information that was provided in the form or letter you both signed. That way, the notary gets to keep a record of this notarial act, as well as your signature and fingerprint. You are given an ink pad, so you can press your right thumb into it and leave your fingerprint on the notary's book for the record. I was so organized before the pandemic. I had the best of both worlds, work and family life. After lockdown began, I lost my way. Because I work for myself, I went into business survivor mode. After all, where else would I go besides my home office? The gym was closed. There were no more afternoon skates for lunch and a movie. There was this uncertainty in the air. Will clients disappear? When will the next project come in? 
We didn't know how long the pandemic would last, and the new normal seemed to have come to stay. Then I took two weeks off for spring break to enjoy a much-needed vacation, and that's when I realized I can't go back to that crazy work routine anymore. I need to find that balance that I had before. But how could I break all of the bad habits that seemed to become the norm in the early 2020? Well, it turns out that I just needed a little push. And believe me, I thought it wasn't going to work. But after doing this for a few weeks now and creating a new routine, I feel much more in control. I feel centered. So if you are having problems as a freelancer trying to go back to being productive and organized and having a life, there's a place you can go without leaving your home office, where you can find structure in an intuitive and pleasant way. We can all meet there and focus together, but apart. Distant, but connected. It's a place where you can sit down, get to work, take breaks, and when you're done with your projects and tasks, you get to just walk away. Check out the link in the description to find out what worked for me and may work for you too if you're trying to find your focus. Come get centered with me and kick that pandemic funk off your freelancing life. Now that we've explained what certified translators and certified translations are all about, let's briefly go over the apostle process. According to the U.S. Department of State, Bureau of Consular Affairs, apostles are required to authenticate the seal and signature of government officials on public documents such as birth certificates, court orders, or anything else that is issued by a federal agency or certified by an American or foreign consul. So, the apostle certifies documents to be recognized in foreign countries that are members of the 1961 Hague Convention Treaty. However, before a document can be authenticated through the apostle process, it must be notarized, as explained earlier. Then the document must be submitted to the Secretary of State for the apostle page with a signature and official seal to be attached to the records. Now, the interesting thing is that, if the original document is not in English and you have provided the translation, the requirement is that you must be a certified translator and sign your statement before the notary. We're leaving some links in this episode's description about the apostle process. If you're interested in learning more about how to become a certified translator, we'd like to take this opportunity to let you know about a four-chapter course that our podcast creator, Hoffa Lombardino, created for Linguist Education Online, also known as LEO, on how to prepare for a translation exam. Students will get a complete overview of this subject, including the following. Different translation exams available worldwide. What certifying organizations expect from an exam? Identify your strengths and what you can improve before taking an exam. Practice to feel comfortable managing your time and resources during an exam sitting. Tips on how to identify your blind spots. Practicing for your exam and reviewing your work. Types of exam, on paper, on the computer, and remote exam. What you can bring to an exam sitting. How to present yourself as a certified translator. We're leaving a link to the LEO class 
so you can sign up to learn more about how to become a certified translator and practice for a future exam. How about you? Are you a certified translator? Share your experiences so we can learn what it was like to go through the process and how your career was impacted by this distinguished status as a translation professional. Send us an email at arlombardino at wordawareness.com or leave a voice message on the Translation Confessional Anchor page. If we get enough feedback and voice messages, we can go back to this subject and post a special podcast episode with everyone's opinion on this very same theme. By the way, our anchor page is anchor.fm slash translation dash confessional. We look forward to hearing from you. Stay tuned for weekly episodes and subscribe to Translation Confessional through your favorite podcast app.